0: right we're rolling on this podcast we'll be talking about different areas of business and all things marketing my name is dave doyle and i'm dave alton this is
1: social antics another marketing podcast
0: Hi guys, welcome back to Social Antics, uh, been a few weeks, uh, we took a bit of probably extra time off I suppose, more than we planned to take took off. Took about of a month to sort out,
1: how are we going to actually do this now in the middle of a pandemic? Like, very, very, I'm very sure we we'll figure something out now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we're back. Um how's business for you since we started off after the It's not too bad, I Christmas suppose I went in
0: and took a few extra weeks off. I ended up getting COVID, so that's the other reason why we didn't do this, I suppose. Unclean, um, unclean Bad unclean. enough unclean. having COVID, having to listen to you in the middle of it. Well. Oh jeez, yeah, yeah <laughs> no, I
1: wasn't I wasn't uh, I wasn't affected by it, thank God. But you can see I said it to one of my buddies there uh, during the week where before you kinda got the sense of if you look after yourself socially distance wash your hands um, uh, and so on and so forth wear your mask wear your mask and so <laughs> on and so forth you are kind of protected like do you know what I mean like I mean okay you can get unlucky and you can catch it in the community but more like you should be okay based on the transmission rate now it's like if you go down to the shop at the wrong time yeah. you're going to get it like everyone is just picking it up from places and they can't even identify like a few of my buddies never asked like they got it and they were told um Oh yeah, where would you get it? And they were like, "We've no, no fucking idea." Like yeah, genuine yeah. idea. Like
0: do you know what I mean. So it's a strange. It is. Look, it's, it's a strange there. Okay, but um, but I suppose yeah. Look, it's been a, it's been a busy few weeks for both of us. I suppose um, and that's the joys of us having you know this is not our, this is not our day job. Well, we're um, not getting paid for this now. So, we're <laughs> not getting any director's remuneration. No, 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 no. no. Look so. good in your CV. Uh, so like uh, yeah. So we've both been busy in day to day. Like how how has things been going for you in in teaching? Um.
1: So even though I was teaching last semester I kind of it was kind of sporadic whereas the second semester is when I tend to do the most of my the most of my um the most of my teaching and um, it's a catastrophe there's no two ways about it like like it's turned the best way I can describe it is that it's turned what was a very very relational process getting to know the students understanding what they are interested in building examples around that kind of well, um, I, well, I've
0: been in your classes, and we've done guest classes, and as you said, there, like you know, you're you're throwing stuff out to the class. There's a co-
1: it's a co-production, yeah. right? Um, it's a performance from you as the lecturer, but ultimately, it's a co-production. You need to feed off them, and they then ultimately, the whole point is that they they feed off you and they and they um, and they learn stuff, and importantly, they feed off each other. Now it's staring at a screen. Most of them have their cameras off. It's harder to force engagement, and whatever you say about like. So they can still ask me questions. But what I've noticed is that there's not as many comments being thrown in my direction. And what's definitely not happening is that there's no interaction with each other. Those things are completely removed from when the you, process. When like, you're you know? in the
0: class, you'll always get one or two lads that no problem at all putting up their hands and you know trying to get them to shut up is the problem but I suppose like you kind of have you know we've talked before about keyboard warriors I suppose it's the opposite is no one wants to talk in a room of what 200 odd 100 odd people you know yeah yeah 100% they don't know each other really Um, so which I feel worse for the first years coming in I think that's the worst I think this is a very bad situation I do
1: them. I do I do and I look there's kind of look there's an element to both about it look in for the first years they're in they're not getting the college experience at all they don't know what the experience is in even so they're being socialised in a completely backward way but for the final years then you're kind of like it's our last year in college like, do you know what I mean and you're kind of stuck should in this should be going out very, with bang. Uh, should be yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly but that's what the whole like going back to the whole college experience like that's just the lectures that I'm talking about there in terms of it being changing from relational to transactional and the issues with that. Um, but then beyond that, then no networking events, no bigger societies. events, speakers, societies are gone. Can't go out on, can't go on the lash, which is mm. an important part of it. You don't have the campus. I'll actually um, give a,
0: a good plug actually to the lads. I know you're you're not going to like this. now, you being UCC, but actually the lads out in CIT or, or sorry, MTU now. Too. Um, MTU, MTU, <laughs> the, the 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 newly branded company college out there is uh the marketing site out there are doing a fantastic job because obviously they're not in the class or, or sorry meeting up outside the class or whatever you know learning and all this kind of stuff they're actually doing getting guest speakers to come on zoom and do guest talks to them like you know and obviously it's a lot harder before this to probably get people like you know decent marketing people to come into the cl- college like you know with a busy life you know and they're not going to come in the middle of the day so now they're actually probably getting really nice uh, names come in and talk to them like you know but because it's in the evenings or it's during the day on zoom and stuff like that but they're doing a fantastic and that, job and look
1: and look that make look that makes sense it does open up other opportunities as well guys who would have been harder to get a hold of like even in the in my own the program that I predominantly teach into um, there's a part of that program which we call the capstone, which is basically a strategy case study around a particular industry. This mm. year was the airline industry. So, um, yeah. this year I know, yeah, I know. So, <laughs> that was an easy project. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so fucked. this, no, they know but, but what it meant was is that, like before, you wouldn't have been able to get the 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 one of the directors from EasyJet in. Yeah. But he was in for three hours, giving them his talk and all the rest. But if if that was the normal day to day you would have had to like book them out for two yeah. days like and that's not happening get so, someone down
0: from Cork airport or something exactly, home. exactly
1: yeah so like there's there's opportunities with it but when it's the complete flick off it doesn't it doesn't yeah. really work Like, you know I mean like I'd have no problem with a more blended approach going forward like if you're doing lab sessions or something like that they don't need to be in class you can do that remotely and all that but I Smaller still think that for, yeah that. but I still think for the the lecture in and of itself that's best taught in person and it's best that the students are on campus as yeah. much as possible and do
0: you find now so say in the last couple of weeks or sorry even more so like we're going back now to last year really do you find that because you know we've talked about here consumer habits of changing you know purchasing has changed all this kind of stuff has changed have you found the need to change material and how you teach and what you teach do you find a, a need to change some of this like kind as in like of, kind of be a bit more reactive
1: or kind of because i mean the problem here is that right the 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 stance at the moment is that COVID isn't going to be around forever. So for the current court that I'm teaching, the logic is that if they graduate or they're out the gap in September, we would like to think that COVID will probably be gone then. So therefore you need to be teaching people how they do things in the normal world and not completely COVID plus... I kind of said it to a lot of my classes that look, I'm not going to mention COVID as much as possible for a simple reason that they're probably going into every class and everyone Someone is does. talking about fucking COVID and then they go home. And they're talking about fucking COVID. Yeah. And then there's the podcast that they listen to. And what are they talking about? <laughs> fucking COVID. So there's like... I just kind of said, look... I'll give you a break. You're exactly. Very, you're yeah. very kind, actually, you? a, I'm a lovely person. I'm very caring. I'm... I'm, I'm uh, a, yeah, no, okay, kind of. Um, but the... Um, the but ultimately, there are some stuff that you do have to look at, right? So looking at the growth of Apple from a $1 trillion company to a $2 trillion company Amazon in five going, months. Yeah, Dominance of Amazon and how they're using this as an opportunity to basically um, change consumer habits to a point where things don't go back. Um, looking at things like Zoom, for example, and look at the dynamics around, like I did a session there the last day. Uh, and we talked about Zoom and all of them were saying, oh, isn't Zoom really really positive or just online platforms in general others are available um, and yeah.
0: others. I mean, Microsoft Teams has been wrecking my head I've, yeah, yeah, I know, I'm awesome
1: yeah, I'm using that inside Jack it's I agree but um, the um, but ultimately the, they were all saying oh no Zoom is brilliant you can jog long distance and work long distance and blah 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 we don't have to go into work yeah. and all the rest of it but ultimately that, that might be a bit novel for a while but ultimately if you look at Young professionals or people just coming out of college, even going into their mid 30s, people want to go into work to socialize, meet people, go on dates, understand things. And there's other things that can be unintended consequences coming out of this as well. So, segregation, for example, if you're by yourself living in your apartment and you're only again engaging with your colleagues on a transactional basis, you don't get to know their background. And therefore, when you have companies like like your your Dells, your Apples, um, teamwork.coms, coms doesn't matter what it is, your Slacks, if you've got all of these companies and people are just operating remotely, you don't get to learn about people who came from different places, different ethnicities, um, different backgrounds and so on and so forth. So that could be an unintended consequence as well. So I would say that I'm touching on it a bit in terms of the behavioural stuff, but I'm not letting it overshadow the overall content. You're not letting it
0: um, affect the, the date or the... The, basically, the, the practical the principles core, of marketing. The core
1: yeah. functionalities of what we're doing. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. That's interesting. That's interesting. So I suppose, look, that's one area since the last couple of weeks since we took our extended holiday. Um, I that's enjoyed <laughs> it as well. I didn't have to listen to you. You would love it, really. But so I suppose another thing that's probably changed in the last couple of weeks um, that, that we kind of touched on before was... We talked about Brexit before and the last we t- specifically we talked about it in the last episode and I'm no intention of going into it in detail now because I'm sick of it. I'm you know hearing about it on a daily basis and work. Um, it's we're in the thick of it now, like you know, and it's basically up shit creek without a paddle. Um I think, you know, across a couple of sectors really. Like, you know, we talked about it in the last episode that it's gonna affect everything from consumers. Buying, we had it a couple of weeks ago wasn't it shame um, was it curries or someone do you know people are buying off the .ie address yeah, and it's yeah. coming you know they're being charged import taxes when the delivery driver joins up to the door and all this kind of stuff so i think look it's it's going to be a good few months if not a year or more of teasing this out and seeing I what I don't happens. think people
1: know like you look i i i've two web projects at the moment now that i'm working on uh, building websites from scratch uh, for retailers um looking to look if you look at size retailers one of them is probably five 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 x or um one of them is probably five mil, and the other one is a bit higher and we're looking to basically take 60 percent of that revenue and bring it online essentially Mm -hmm. or add it to their to their current base um the and even little things so we were uploading using shopify's shopify based website which is perfect but even trying to work out from a user experience what's the import tax couldn't work how how do we add it on to the price couldn't work and a lot of people that I've spoken to basically said we're all kind of waiting for some clearer guidance to come because what's the point in investing our time in this when ultimately it's going to change and the consumer is ultimately the one that suffers there because rather than it being in The purchase price, it's instead coming yep. when it arrives on your door, and you
0: don't know what's going to be. So. the thing, thing all you're getting is angry customers, customer relationship is gone, and down they're not going to understand
1: this. that. Look, this isn't this is Brexit, like this is yeah. in the case of UK consumers, this is your you, fault. You like, voted, hey, you for, voted this. for this, like so. No, which, it's should be tough. The, the,
0: which should be the automatic response to any English query. What, what you, this. Vote <laughs> this,
1: you cannot complain.
0: So, but, I think, but, um, look, uh, we talked about last time about I think it's interesting for a lot of businesses that need to start looking around this, is the whole idea of. Of supply chains and if you're the supply chains and the side of it is if you're marketing and you're looking for that UK market for sales you know there's a lot of decisions there's more like, there's know. more
1: friction there yeah. than there was previously so I think you
0: probably need to look at is that market worth the hassle the pain the revenue is it worth it to, to keep going with and the
1: answer is that it is like it is 100% but, but you have to it's 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 more difficult. It yeah. is more difficult. There's no there's no question about it that like we, it we have, has made it more more challenging. And
0: then in terms of supply chain, like we have one company there uh, in, in work that we were dealing with we were getting from UK supplier and literally we went to, you know, do an order after the Brexit thing came in and literally they were like, Oh, we can't take payment from an Irish customer And we're like, sorry, what? You knew this was coming, like you yeah, know yeah, it's yeah, it. yeah. So it's those kind of things. So like I think a lot of companies that get supplies or even ordering supplies you know by freight or by air into the uk and then over to ireland it's 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 going to cause a lot of people to go further afield whether it's across europe straight to asia the states whatever it is and they're literally going to go direct and that's going to have a couple of impacts in terms of you have longer waiting times and longer lead times from when you're ordering it's going to have an effect on you're going to need to buy in bigger quantities obviously all oh, this thing is going to have yeah, an effect yeah. on cash flow so do you know there's a few um, there's a few implications that you know a lot of businesses need no, to it's look j- at it's,
1: no, everyone's going to have to look at their business model and yeah. look at look at how it's going to impact and um, in terms of
0: marketing then like you know a lot of businesses that might already you know had their ar- you know advertising sitting in the background don't really look at it very often think about are, am I targeting the UK am I still paying a massive amount to target the UK do I need to turn it off and, and make those decisions yeah. you know so uh, yeah we'll see how that goes down the line your big bit of news, I suppose, is we've talked about, as you referred to him, the orange man uh, over in the States oh, is gone.
1: gone, finally, Jesus gone. Christ. hasn't popped his I know, his head I know, up. I know, I was taking the piss in the last, like, few episodes going, like, oh, isn't it great that he's gone all the rest so, of My God, did he go out with a bang? Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, I, wa- I watch House Went of Cards. Went away Carr- with his
0: tail between his legs like a bowl of child oh, no but I
1: fuck- <laughs> Like, literally, no, like, I watch House of Cards, like, and by the end of House of Cards you're going, er, this is a bit far-fetched and then you turn on the news <laughs> and you see a bunch of fucking hicks storming the capitol taking yeah, They don't over. need actors. So like, they just
0: record that. Is
1: there like is this actually like is this actually yeah. real like you know? I think ultimately look my opinion on the American president is very very straightforward. They need to be dignified yeah. and not start wars for any reason. And even though Trump okay, he didn't start any new wars necessarily, he basically started a civil war uh, yeah, for wanting to turn internally, yeah. yeah. So like so I think there's going to be a huge amount of work for the Biden administration in terms of, one, healing the relationship with the European Union. Because at the moment, from what I can see, like, uh, the US was a superpower. People look to the US for our guidance, what should we do here. People are looking over there now going, not, this is a basket case. Like, what the hell is going on in your country? That's not easily fixed, I don't think. I think that is going to take a lot of work and a lot of relationship But you can see
0: it, like, he started straight away. He came in and, what, signed 20-odd, order straight away you know getting them back into the Paris card back in with the World Health Organization you know all these mending relationships around the world he that
1: did, but like at the same time if I was a leader in um in Europe so I was Merkel or something like that I'd be kind of looking going okay Biden is there now he's gonna last say four years um Kamala Harris is not going to get elected because she's black and she's female and that sounds terrible <laughs> but that's what that's You've what said it that. is didn't but that's say. what it is America if you Trump got 75 million votes. In the election, there is a very there is no chance that the US are, um, or what do you want to call it, educated enough to elect a I female th- I think president. She will. I think
0: I think the next four years is going to be a highlight on her, to to be lined up for four years. And
1: I and, I and I hope that that is the case if she's obviously good. Um, obviously, I don't yeah. I don't know huge amount about her, but like I mean the problem is is that if you look at the amount of people that voted for Trump, and I'm not saying they were all the kind of people that stormed the Capitol. But if you've that level of dogmatism towards someone like him, then it's going to be very, very difficult for that metaphorical glass ceiling for um, either a woman to become president, never mind a black woman to become president. And that's just... Like, that sounds bizarre because it wouldn't happen in, like, Ireland, for example. Well, you know, I'm not saying Ireland isn't the problem, but, I mean, it's not as deeply entrenched as it is in the US. But the main problem, to go back to the point that I was kind of going to make, is that if you have... um, if you have um, someone like Angela Merkel and they're seeing Trump getting 75 million votes, she's probably looking at going, what's stopping them electing fucking Tucker Carlson next time around? Another, another celebrity-type <laughs> yeah. president. Because that's what it probably will happen. Like, seventy, the most votes of all time, second only to Biden, mm. went to Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, it's incredible to think like that. But that's the case. So, what he's done is he's kind of... ...reawoken people's interest in politics for the wrong reasons in a lot of cases. Um, and what it should do is it could it should kind of light a fire under the de- Democrats going... ...we have to be better here because they're tapping into something here that we're not mm-hmm. able to. So we need to tap into something else here. Um, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure they have the capability to do that. So yeah, I mean the Biden administration will do a huge amount to mend relationships, but they can be undone very, very
0: quickly, yeah. as we've seen in the last yeah. kind of eight years or so. I or think. Four years. I think. um years, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, four was enough. I think um, what we've seen. I think in terms of you know how the the administration have talked to social is definitely gone back to the days of Barack Obama. You know, it's back to that friendly keeping people updated we're putting out videos putting out nice pictures every day do you know dignified, dignified don't it, wars. You know, simple i think very very
1: simple
0: i think that's important you know that they keep on that and it's a, you know it's obviously a high pressure job for whoever is doing it so you know they're definitely going back to that and getting that as you said building the community and getting people back up and going um, and believing in the politics again so it'd be interesting to see but i say since then do you know um there's obviously been a couple of things then changed in terms of social so I actually, I, I didn't actually mention. I was going to say this. It just popped into my head there. What did you see the whole thing with Bernie Sanders? Oh, genius!
1: Absolute genius! <laughs> the internet is fantastic. Like the internet, <laughs> Like I hate the internet, but it's also the best place in the world. Like when you get things like that, it's but genius. Do you like, think right? Because we've seen. He's probably explained to the
0: audience what you're talking about. I'm talking about the <laughs> Bernie Sanders at the inauguration, looking snug with mittens, <laughs> and they basically <laughs> cropped him out, and he every. Company in the world is basically put them in some sort of a photo. Oh, Look, I think my opinion on this is there's, you know, this this will happen and it'll obviously shoot up probably more so. You know, something like this will go across America and then it'll filter over here in a day, you know, that kind of thing. And we'll start doing this and then whatever it is. But I think when it comes to that stage, that two, three, four days after, and you're starting, you know, I'm just talking from a business point of view. If then you're hopping on this bandwagon. I hate that that drives me nuts like you know it's kind of oh, it's too late it's done don't, don't, don't try and keep it going and you know but you
1: all that's what I saw you have though, to right? be forced to it Like you there's know? a lot of brands that were kind of self-deprecating about this as well in terms of well if everyone else is doing it, we have to as well yeah, kind of, yeah. almost prefacing it whereas we know that this is yeah. a bit fucking stupid you know what I mean some of them did it very well little I think it was did a good job where they released like the Bernie chair um, no that was Ikea was that Ikea Ikea, was that IKEA, IKEA the Bernie mm. yeah like
0: it's that kind of stuff but I think you know and that was a few days after but i think Unless you're at that level, you wouldn't get away with that if that was, you know, you have to be at that level and get to that reach, I think. But I did, look,
1: it's one of those, look, it's a superficial thing. It falls into the category of what I call kind of um, marketing in the moment or yeah. buzz marketing, shall we say, and that. Yeah, try not to hit the
0: mic next time you're talking, will you? La- <laughs> you heard that, did
1: you? Yeah, yeah no, we did hear yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah fuck's <laughs> sake. Um, yeah, I usually don't set up on my side. Usually, Diler does all the work, but obviously, COVID. Um, so, in relation to the... Um, in relation to, but look, it falls into the category of marketing at the moment, right? And I see loads of brands doing this regularly, and um, it's fine. You don't build brand equity based on marketing in the moment. Well, little have done a bit of it to be fair, because mm. they constantly do it. But when there's something this kind of global and everyone's latching onto it, kind of everyone wins at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no. It, like will IKEA sell a number of those shares Probably, but it's not going to be a game changer. No, no it's, a mar- it's a mar, it's a it's marketing at the moment, and that's all it is. I just that's think
0: fine. that businesses have to watch when they do these things. Like it's great to be one of the first ones to do it, but like if do you know twenty companies in your network have done it and you're the last one to it's like unless you're going to outshine the rest of them, don't. Yeah, I think I like you know, yeah. I think it's kind of a bit too late. But following on, look, we're talking about America, we're talking about the mess that is, um, you know, we haven't mentioned, you know, haven't seen much mention around fake news, I suppose, uh, but a bit of news that popped up for me, and it was launched last week in America, and I think it's interesting, is this idea of um, Twitter release Birdwatch, um, I'm not sure if you came across this, did you?
1: Starring who, Dermot Bannon or something? Birdwatch, uh Eco-watch. EcoWatch.
0: <laughs> no, what it is, is basically, it's it's basically an approach that lets users add notes to tweets that have gone out there that they believe to be misleading. Um, it's basically, it's in its pilot stage in America. They're trying it out. It's to remove this whole idea of basically fake news. Um, um, I, I, to me, I think it's, it's, it's a brilliant idea. I think, but I think it's, it's too late. I think like, you know, it's this
1: well, is sh- terrible. Yeah.
0: Why do you think get, terrible?
1: The horse has bolted. Like, yeah, they, this is done. Like, Twitter and Twitter aren't the main culprit here, but like, I mean, if you look at um, I
0: think that's right. I think what you just said there. I think Twitter is not the main culprit. I think what people have to realize is this is not Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or and obviously look there are the the cesspits that it happens on. But I think people have to realize that this is the news companies that are at fault here. Like you know, they're throwing out well, not re- well, no, not
1: really. I mean, mainstream news and fake news are totally, totally different things, right? Obviously Sorry, I should have said media. like opinion sites. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, of course, so, amateur news sites. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So like. The, 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 the profession news say sometimes is not much better No, not much better to be fair but
1: I mean the problem here is that look we know from the data we know that um, fake news is 70% more likely to be retweeted right and therefore Twitter wants this stuff trawling through their um Trawling through their um, trawling through their feeds is ultimately the people are fucking enraged on social media. They comment on more things. That's more impressions, more yeah. options than sell ads. That's what they're interested in. The idea that now the consumer is going to come up with a solution for them, i.e., we are going to report fake news because fake is often subjective. So what's to stop a load of Trump right wing supporters reporting mainstream the, news? Yeah saying that it's fake based on that, this or based on it's a certain opinion so like this idea that this should be on the consumer doesn't really fly with me as well as that too and I don't know if you've ever used it but like take Gemma Darty over here for example or any of the kind of right wing loony toons we've done tunes. What, tw- uh,
0: 12 episodes now without mentioning her
1: I haven't shown her before but like absolute like so she um, the amount of people that report her is meant to be staggering every single one report, yeah. report 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 and Twitter often there. come back and people screenshot it and go, Twitter goes, oh, this isn't a breach of our our, um, our policy. So what is their policy in relation to fake news? Like, how fake does it need to be before they take it down? So it's all well and good creating a platform for consumers to report things. But what do Twitter actually do? Like, it took them four years to take Donald Trump off the platform. And, and, the president and when they did, of the United States way was too lying late. The last week. Year, of... The last week. So they left him up for what is it, 1,700 and something days, and they took him Being down the for most last 14, man like, in the last 14 Do you know? So, then, coming out now and saying that they're going to do
0: stuff. It's, al- it's a almost like, uh, you know, when they took him down, it's almost like, look how good we are, but as you said, like, way too late, like, you know, but they were trying to obviously do the good thing, and when he's going out of office, it doesn't matter, he has no control over them. Do you know? It's, not. It's there needs to be
1: a full rethink of all that. The polarisation, um, hate speech, um, fake news... It's, they, they, clearly Facebook and Twitter These guys aren't going to do it themselves It needs to be political in terms of You need to have this If you are a media company Which they are You need to control In some way, shape or form In the same way that the New York Times do That any, on, um, that any um, print media does You need to have some way to filter The type of content That goes viral on your site
0: I think we noticed it a lot. Um, I I definitely did uh, when the inauguration was happening. The last couple of days of the the Trump nightmare was any tweets that were going out. It was actually labeled with uh, something like "This is from an official government page" yeah, or something yeah. like that. You know, we're yeah, yeah. But Twitter, on the back of this birdwatch thing, they released a, a statement basically saying, "To date, we have conducted more than a hundred qualitative interviews with individuals across the political spectrum who use Twitter, and we received broad general 100? support." More more than a hundred, yeah, is what I found. A hundred. I would imagine. So just
1: to put a hundred in context, right? Like I did a PhD and this was just me, one person. And I did close to 100 interviews. So now you have an organization yeah. the size of Twitter, and all they can muster up is 100 I'll, interviews. All I'll say is, I hope
0: that, like, you've copy and pasted this from, from uh, social media today. So I'm hoping. Fake news. Fake news. Are they, only did, they only did 10. They only did 10. <laughs> they
1: only did 10 interviews.
0: So um, basically, yeah, they said 100 people. Uh, Birdwatch, in particular, uh, people valued notes being in the community's voice. So as you already said, you know, it's putting it back in the community rather than that of Twitter, of a central authority, and appreciated that notes provided you. Useful context to help them better understand and evaluate a tweet, rather than focusing on labelling content as true or false. And our goal is to build Birdwatch in the open and have it shaped by the Twitter community. So they're straight away they're they're putting the whole
1: abdication of everything responsibility. onto the community. Oh, it sounds like community want to contribute. Yeah. No, they don't. The community don't want to do your job for yeah. you. It's it's oh, that's absolute.
0: Bullshit. I think I think the whole idea of you know. Uh, what would be the word um, you know kind of controlling you know the fake news and stuff it definitely has to be done but I, I as you're saying like this whole idea of putting everything on the community is not the best way to do it
1: do it dude, centrally it's a very like it, like this shouldn't be that hard one you've got your verified news sources shall we say and put them through a rigorous process yeah. like
0: like to, to get verified on Twitter you literally need to I don't know if Twitter or Instagram I think it's Twitter you literally have to send in your name your date of birth I think it's a passport photo and a little description of why you think. Now, obviously, that's not going to get you. They have to go and check and screen and the whole lot. Like, But literally, that's it. There's no um, reference from, I work for RT. Here's my boss's reference to why I should but, be verified. You know, whatever it is. You
1: have, why couldn't you have? If you are speaking on... So, for example, right? Everyone is just verified now at the moment, right? Why can't you split the verification? You've verified news sources, yeah. verified journalists... Um, who have to go through certain organisational mm. pathways. You could have verified medical, medical professionals. Yeah, professional athletes, People are warriors, commenting yeah. on things. So therefore people, when they see it, goes, oh yeah, this person is actually legit. In their
0: field. For,
1: in, in their field. And therefore we should take That's their opinion with some level yeah. of weight. Now, that involves investment. But they can do it. These companies are, fuck, they've loads of money. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've loads of cash flow. Facebook in That's particular. That's interesting. Because like, so, when you sign
0: up, like even you think Instagram and Facebook uh, are big on this. Like One of their sign up things is what category are you in? Why not have, you know, I know we all have the blue ticks, but as you said, purple tick for politics, a blue tick for this, a green tick for that. You know, I think that's not a bad thing. And then beyond that, just fix your algorithm. I think
1: they did a study. Someone did a study. I don't know if it was Twitter or on the news sites. They basically said that something like 80% of the fake news came from less than 300 accounts in the final kind of 100 days of Trump being in charge. So, like... If it's if it's that level of accounts, sure, yeah, it's you to monitor. It, you can monitor that, yep. um, and even you can have a situation whereby if you see a spike in some sort of virality with a new I'll ch- or an I'll unknown check this source, out. <laughs> I'm going to check this out before the algorithm is allowed kind of send it out yeah. to the masses. You know what I mean? Like this stuff isn't that. Like okay, I'm not going to say it's easy. The how you implement the solution is probably complicated, but coming up with the just raw ideas in terms of how you fix the channel. That shouldn't be as complicated as they're making it out to be.
0: I think So I, I also found that, um, and we've talked about this before in terms of social media use and where you get your news from and all this kind of stuff. In about 2019, you're talking in between four and five people, or sorry, four and five out of ten Americans got their news from Facebook. So basically if we look at, you know, we've talked about it just there a few minutes ago, about social media as being the rapid spread of any information, it means basically anyone can access it. I think it gets to the stage where there's a fine line between credible sources and opinion pages. You know, we've already kind of mentioned 100%, 100%. that. Hundred percent. And actually I suppose like even think about your job, like, is that do you find that popping up like, you know, a, a student hands in a project or someone's doing a bit of PhD or research or anything like that. Do you have to kind of guide them on don't don't go over here, get your news or or your research or your statistics over here? Well
1: yeah, I mean you have no like I mean there's verified sources yeah. and then there's a there's there are there are different layers, shall we say, in terms of the very. So, like, I mean, for example, right at a very, very basic level, get your sources from the star or not, or don't, or don't, don't, <laughs> don't get your sources from the the sun and the star. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I want one back, everyone. But um, get obviously the credibility of your sources yeah. kind of determined. But then even you go even deeper again in terms of is the Financial Times a legit media source? Yes, it is, but then make sure you can verify that then against maybe an academic journal. So, like, you I mean, yeah. and a number of academic journals, and then there's different layers of academic journals, one star, two star, three star, on public and so on. So, so co- I
0: imagine with a lot of, like, probably even first-years, look, they're not educated in terms of, uh, you know, writing, you know, big projects and all this kind of stuff. You probably would come across... I found this in the Sun article Wikipedia,
1: there. that's or my favourite. I say it to all of them, you, you submit, um, and you submit anything to me with Wikipedia and I will fail you. Yeah. I don't care how good it is, I will fail you immediately. Because ultimately, it doesn't matter how good a writer you are, if what you're saying is based on a tissue of lies, then what's the point? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that going through that process of taking a blend of different sources from a blend of different perspectives, critical journalism versus academia versus market research kind yeah. of orientated... It, and bringing those different data points together, it's what we refer to, like, I mean, the term for triangulation of data, where you take data from a variety of different sources or different methodologies, and then you bring them together and say, this is how we are understanding this particular phenomenon. And there's, like there's no like I mean there's no well if it comes from this source it's going to be this if it comes from this source it's going to be this it's not binary there is an understanding rather than the understanding do you know what I mean like so there's different perspectives different realities and so on and so forth so and that's absolutely fine there's nothing wrong with that but it's when you take stuff from illegitimate sources and you like you know yourself like it drives me crazy if you go into an organization and people start saying my gut feeling is telling me I'm going to do this I'm like what like you're not Elon Musk <laughs> you know your gut feeling tells you this what the fu- my gut tells me that I'm hungry like you know you have to make your decisions based on insights and data and if you and okay Sometimes you can come up with something creative and that's not all based on it, but ultimately there has to be some degree of understanding there in terms of what the consumer is going to react to, what is trending at a particular moment in time, um, verification of your product, whatever it is, you have to base your decision on some degree of um, on some degree of research. And again, in an age where everything is very, very fast things like critical critical journalism are starting to die off very very slowly I I think
0: that's uh, and what you said there I think it's interesting also to say that like you know a lot of these sites they make their money on traffic you know and and ads and all this kind of stuff and you know they just want people on their website they don't give a shit what you're reading they just want you on the website so I think it's important to say that when, when these kind of critical sites or, you know, amateur news sites or opinion blogs or whatever it is, when they need to pump out something quickly so that it'll be the first on social and get spread, you know, that is a digital marketing executive trying to keep his boss happy by getting people on the website.
1: 100%. There's there I, I know for a fact that there are some companies that hire in executives, journalists, bloggers, there's yeah, a blurred line between all of them these days. Um, and, like, their job is, when you get this much engagement, then you can stop working today. Yeah. It's not based on hours, it's based on pure raw engagement. uh, I mean pumping, pumping, pumping. So there's um and then it shows you that you have to have a huge amount of respect for journalists that do critical investigative work. My next paper is out in two days. Absolutely. Like it's 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 um it's an art form and it's a skill which is very much underappreciated. And we were talking about it with Jonathan Healy before the um before the um before the break and again the idea of that investigative journalist it's something that is harder and harder to combine it's one of the most important things like we saw it even with them um, um for our our mexican listeners you probably wouldn't have heard of this but like mark teig and um uh paul rowan i think it was released the champagne football book before um for christmas basically castigating the life and times of john delaney and again, that was something that it was an insight into a really important institution in Irish society and culture, Football Association of Ireland. That doesn't happen unless you have someone with the credibility, yeah. the skill, the intellect and the bollocks to actually go off and actually investigate something like this. And, and, have, those... and have the balls
0: to publish it. At the exactly. End. Yeah. So
1: that, that that type of person is someone who we should be putting at the absolute top or the pillar of... Of um, content, whereas in actuality, it's it's more the the quick wins is what right. kind of a lot of people are going for. So, look, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, anything that's popped up, I suppose, over the last couple of weeks for you. Um, so the obvious one that we probably have to mention is games, GameStop. Um, oh, yeah. If I hear yeah. anyone else come, go, we're going to the fucking moon one more time. <laughs> um. Yeah, did so you they, jump on the bandwagon? Did you? no nah, no nah, I don't. I don't. Now, for all of our listeners, I am not a stock trader. I do not profess to know. Huge disclaimer: amount no this, this is basically this is basically it yeah. I know a little bit about it, but not enough to be
0: no credible. More than me, anyway, so basically,
1: fake like this is fake news. Essentially, in terms of, I wouldn't have a tick next to my name for understanding the stocks in my new Twitter utopia. But basically, there's a load of day traders, a number of investors. Basically fighting back against Wall Street. A lot of Wall Street um hedge funds have shorted a number of what we call probably traditional stocks, GameStop, um or GameStop, GameStop, um, AMC Entertainment, stocks that they basically bet on that are gonna fucking go through yeah. the floor, basically. This limits these companies' ability to raise capital, which puts them in jeopardy. And basically a lot of um Reddit users which fall under the kind of domain of um Wall Street bets basically said, right they're all all the hedge funds are after shorting these particular funds therefore we are going to pump those funds by buying a lot of stock that inflates the price which means that the short doesn't work effectively it's the opposite effect of that which means that these hedge funds are on the hook for billions and billions and billions now I love seeing Wall Street getting screwed. I love the people, the power to the people stuff, and all the rest of it. Um, however, <laughs> there is also something that needs to be like this is gambling ultimately, right? Yeah. Uh, the majority of people who are engaging in this activity don't know the what, don't know the outcome yeah. and how this is going to go. And ultimately, right, if you bankrupt your hedge fund or whatever the whatever the case may be and then you stick because ultimately a lot of people are doing this so they can get a return right yeah. some of them are doing it for the movement and the anti-capitalist stuff but ultimately there is a goal Safe of bitch. getting money yeah. here if everyone then starts withdrawing their money that's not how stocks then yeah. the stock collapses do you know what I mean so like, like they might make like I mean it's at I think like it went up to four fifty, then it went down when Robert it was $20, $20 something,
0: something up to yeah, yeah, yeah. 4 dollars yeah up Four, to 450
1: then it went down because Robinhood stopped people trading on their app um, and they're in big trouble at the moment hopefully they'll be investigated by the SEC um, but then um, uh, then the stock went back up to I think about 350 400 it was, um, it was this morning so like what they're basically waiting for is a squeeze when the hedge fund guys have to either reinvest the capital to keep the price high and that spikes the price even higher or they don't and they lose their mm. money so like there's um there is very much situation here where the hedge funds are kind of going to lose either way but I don't know where the real winner is on the other yeah. side either do you know what I mean like um, for but the you, individual for the for group the, yeah absolutely but
0: it's not just like you know um, something that's happening as you said over in Wall Street or in America and no one's really talking about it it's something that's happening privately like this is seriously blown up in terms of news and everyone's talking about it there's memes all over place. Oh, brilliant. it's Bernie, it shows, Bernie it shows... Sanders put up a tweet something about Basically, delighted Wall Street's getting the kick in the ass. Yeah, he, yeah. he said it was corrupt Wall Street.
1: But, it but to be fair, he has a point. If yeah. you have, it, like, look, AMC Entertainment, all the cinemas have been closed for the last fucking year, right? <laughs> You've got GameStop, obviously a struggling business in terms yeah. of physical retail, in terms of the gaming world, which is one of the most quickest, fastest-paced industries in terms of yeah. digitalization. Everyone's just buying that online there is. now, yeah. um, You take these two industries. You shouldn't be able to pump the stock because they're not worth any do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're worth something, but they're not worth a huge amount. So it's an overinflated market that ultimately needs to crash and that needs to land somewhere. And mm. um, you know, that 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 burden just doesn't disappear. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's uh, there is a logic to what they're doing in terms of the movement and screwing over Wall Street, but I'm interested in what's the end game here, do you know what I mean? And it kind of it it. Like there's another spike at the moment, which is a a Doge coin, which is a cryptocurrency. That that coin is called a meme coin, and that basically means that the coin was created by its original founder as a joke, <laughs> because he's basically said cryptocurrency is a lot of nonsense. I'm going to create one and show you how ridiculous it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So and this this Doge coin now is spiking, spiking, spiking. So now I would say that like, and I don't want to go into a huge amount on it, but if you look at like Amazon and all these companies, like like amazon released a press release and all of a sudden saying that they're going to get into freight and all of a sudden dhl and fedex and ups shed billions in market capitalization just on the foot of a of a press release so there's like the market has been in trouble for a while in terms of the legitimacy around stock prices i think and again i don't profess no judgment about it but i have read about it and um and this is just another example of that um it's a form of market manipulation. Elon Musk, another example. Yeah, he's tweeting
0: out, out. He came out about it. It was also, I think, it was mentioned in, like, it was mentioned in the the White House press secretary and stuff like this. Like, you know, it's it's as I said, it's 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 blowing up, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And but what what's going to be interesting now is who's next? Who's the next yeah, yeah. company that they can do this to as well? You know? Oh no, it's
1: a it's it's going it's it's a spiral. Like, and again, I'm interested. It's almost in like everyone's on we're bored Let's do something. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> like, that, but that, there is an element that as well. And with the likes of these apps, like your Robin Hoods where before you'd have had to go to a trade like Fidelity or something mm-hmm. like that to help you with your with uh, a brokerage to help you with your investing. Nowadays it's just go on Revolut, on Robinhood. I want to invest in this. Two minutes, you're, mm-hmm. you're in. Like you're, I mean, you're a yeah. day trader. So there's it it it's 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 an interesting dynamic, and I think you're going to see more people getting into it. More people are going to lose money. A lot of people are going to win money. Winners and losers and all these things, right? And that's essentially what's going to happen
0: here. But it's only been going on a few days, so I suppose we'll, you know, we might come back to it next week if there's been any more development. Yeah, it's, it's
1: interesting to see how it ends. How yeah. it comes to a four. Like someone be, has to really press the red button. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a Wall Street like hedge fund manager on, like I think it was CNN. and yes, he was actually crying. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you, like you capitalist <laughs> scum." Um. So one other thing that I think is just just of interest more than the else, that I just saw and like, kind of bring it back from the going away from the macro kind of world movement problems that we've solved. You're bringing the it back to corporate. Kind of, yeah? yeah, bringing it. No, no, no. <laughs> bringing, it back, bringing it back. to proper marketing. So I think it was interesting is that Diageo have basically gone off and they've created an internalized proprietary software. Um, I think it's called something like Catalyst Analytics. And basically, what they have said is during the lockdown, this has allowed them to increase the value of their sales for the off-license, for the on, obviously, the, um, the at-home consumption market. And they're basically saying that when we look to understand our um, off-license market or kind of pub market or stuff like that, we didn't actually have the analytical capability, do, or no company did. So therefore, they're after building this proprietary software, which basically combines macroeconomic data and behavioral consumer data um, to understand behavior and then that impacts upon obviously their product development and um, their stocks their supply chains and then obviously their marketing as well so i think it's it's interesting I think we mentioned this a number of um a number of months ago where the the on-premise or the on-site um analytics still isn't very strong relative to the digital side of things obviously where you could measure click-through rates and conversions mm-hmm. and attribution and stuff like that so i think that's very very interesting in terms of how is that going to develop over the next kind of 10 years? Um, and is there going to be a company that takes that data and uses it? Or is there something that we can do to... Um, oh, something or like there Cambridge something... Analytica, is it? Kind of, well, <laughs> something like that. But even, <laughs> Take but even just as a small... like I mean, so one company that I'm working with at the moment and we've got a huge amount of data. So you've got all the online stuff, but we also have like... um Tickers on the door so we can measure footfall and okay. um, scanners outside to make sure that we can measure the amount of footfall outside the shop and the conversion in terms of the amount of people that are coming, people are looking. So, so we've got a huge amount of data. We use um Tableau as a means of um kind of visualizing that data. Mm-hmm. But like I went and looked to see is there actually a marketing tool that we can plug all this data into and spit stuff out to us and combining it with marketing? There wasn't anything really there that I was kind of happy with. So I think this is a huge space that could be disrupted and that's the, the, the physical purchase consumer behaviour insights and analytics and stuff like that and not at a at a macro level which we have but at a kind of a very very micro level for your business that you can combine a hybrid of your online data
0: versus your offline data as well. Actually just on the I mean, there when you were talking about the you know the drinks company in Diageo we kinda a few weeks ago we mentioned um, or a few episodes should say oh we were talking about um the the Alcohol zero and stuff like that, um, or you know, like Guinness zero and all these kind of companies. I wonder, like, they they were on a trajectory basically to increase sales, record breaking for you know. I wonder has that gone down because, like, the real need for you know the the, the majority of the need for these alcohol zero companies was in the pub, people driving you know people are at home now so has the demand for all that gone down people may be getting healthy as well
1: maybe there's an element, there yeah. is an element to that as well not, not health as such another, there's another yeah. kind of a, there's another kind of totally off topic just popped into me no there. it makes <laughs> sense like I mean so the data that Diageo said that their overall revenue is up and they basically expected a 4% drop Um. so and this is based on this behaviour which is control, control, right? so, so no. like there's it's 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 it's, it's interesting um, the way it's going like I mean what you were saying there in terms of like businesses made plans, new product development and so mm. on and so forth for certain behaviours which no longer exist. Yeah. Like I was listening to a guy, um a couple, couple of weeks now at this stage podcast, I think it was, might have been David McWilliams podcast, but he was basically saying that like all of the big data analytics that we would have had going back years and years and years, that data is fucking useless yeah. because behaviour has basically been blown out of yeah. the water and it's completely unprecedented. And no one
0: knows what behaviour is going to be like, yeah, we have vaccines coming, yes, we have, you know, a, a light almost at the end of the tunnel, but no one knows yet what the behaviour will be like uh, out of that. Exactly. Our business is going to leave people at home? Yeah. Are there, you know, are we going to have big amounts of people back in shops again? Are pubs going to be back open to full capacity? Are people, yeah, and know. people
1: have gotten used to things like, you know, ordering those make it yourself packs for example yeah. rather than going to the supermarket that's yeah. something that people are enjoying will they keep yeah. on doing it
0: so no matter what you think is coming we, we can we still can't predict it's a certain amount yeah. of it yeah. it's so yeah. it's interesting but look we'll wrap it up there Um I think uh, you know good to get back on. I suppose with the podcast uh, we have plenty of plans coming down the line and you know uh, we've guest speakers actually coming up uh, we've gotten some great no we. we do we do I didn't tell you did I not No, <laughs> I missed the meeting we, we've actually given we've actually been given uh, some great suggestions for guest speakers uh, so keep those coming in if there's anyone else interested but we have those coming up over the next couple of weeks and uh, thanks very much for listening best of luck yeah see you later